Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 16 of the Interviews podcast. We are here for the post-match, Empoli versus Inter, which finishes 3-0 for the visitors at the Stadio Carlo Castellani. Goals from Lukaku in the 48th minute and the 76th, and finished off by an 88th minute goal from Lautaro Martinez. Uh, Incredibly important game as the race for the top four continues uh, the season is is dwindling here. Not as many opportunities as we would like um, to have to to close this gap. But uh, we did our our our, um, our job today and got the three points. Um, as always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandra Rafa, joined by Johnny Paterno and a very very special guest back for the second time. It's second or third time. It's been a third time. Third time now. Uh, the yeah, founder of Sempre. When you weren't here, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was too, I was too. Uh, the founder of SempreInter.com, we're joined by Nima Rutsari. Nima, thanks for jumping on. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be with you guys. No, last time I was here, I was pretty much yelling for 20 minutes, the first opening. It was, <laughs> 20 minutes. Uh, it was after the Fiorentina game, right? Yeah, yeah, it was after a great Fiorentina game. I was fuming. That, 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 that game put me over the edge because the attitude and... <laughs> The, the finishing but now today against Empoli Inter decided to not just create any chances it's hard to miss when you can't create gotta be smart yeah. <laughs> so uh, especially in the first eight, first opening half but no I gotta say like all jokes aside I thought it was a controlled performance like they didn't break a sweat uh, you know it wasn't a good game yeah exactly I, I wasn't nervous in the second half at all I wasn't nervous at all I felt like Inter some just kind of they just went out there and the first half was dreadful they 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 I felt like Inter just played off that game like the first half they just let the first 45 minutes let's be done with them let's just try not to concede and you know control and then try to play football in the second half that's the vibe I got it was not the usual let's impose ourselves on the opposition and you know from the get-go that they try to do but then miss every sitter that they create here it was more I mean, I don't think they even had a shot on goal, like actual on target in the first half. Until, yeah. No, they did in the first half. They had, uh, they had two. Okay. Yeah, the see. one where everyone was impressed that Handanovic made a save. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, you know, he's talking a... Inter. Oh, you're talking about Inter. Oh. My bad, my yeah. bad. No, no, Empoli, absolutely. My bad. Empoli, absolutely. Had, yeah, 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 yeah. Had, but Inter did not. He felt, I just felt like Inter were not, they in were the just. First half. Yeah, we did not. No. Yeah, you're right. They didn't. They didn't the word the that. The word I'd use um, to describe today was just professional, right? And I think, you know, we talk about the first half not um, not looking like uh, a team that's going to be winning a game 3-0. Uh, I do think that had a lot to do um, with the rotation that we saw today, right? So we'll talk about the decisions that Inzaghi made for sure in terms of the team that he decided to put out on the field. Um, but before we do so, Johnny, how are you feeling? after uh, a 3-0 win. Yeah, I feel vindicated. You know, I mean, Nima was doubting <laughs> that he would even win this game. Uh, uh, I was uh, stead- headstrong and, you know, steadfast in my belief that we would be able to to overcome this. I predicted 3-0. 
So, you know, you could basically call me Nostra Johnny at this point. But uh, more like nothing. No, all kidding aside, it was, I, you know, I mean, I was very, I questioned why I woke up. Uh, <laughs> yes, in, you, you know, did. In, yes, you in, did. In the group chat, I was very angry, especially seeing, you know, Gagliardini and seeing my least favorite goalkeeper right now, Handanovic, playing. I was, I was questioning if he even cared, but you know what? Um, finally, they decided to to show up, and it, it took them forty five minutes. Let's not pretend that the first half, like Nima said, was anything special. But you know, in in the second half, they definitely looked like they regrouped, and 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 I think they recognized, you know, what what's what's at stake here, and what what they have potential to do. So it was definitely very good that they were able to uh to come out in the second half, guns blazing, and. Thank goodness for Lukaku, you know, being able to break that duck and, and finally score from open play. You know, hearing Patrick Kendrick say it was the first open play goal for him since August was like, oh my gosh, it's literally Patrick almost been a comment- year it since Owen. It was some. It was Owen Nielsen commentating. I thought it was Patrick no, Kendrick for Paramount. Maybe I was wrong. All right, maybe I'm, uh, they sound very similar to me then, but Don't say that it was also 6.30, <laughs> a.m. my time, so yeah. give me a break. No, I was I, half I'm asleep giving you all, anyway, I mean, so. you and Tony in the morning are like, the crankiest people on earth generally anyway when it's morning for you for me when whenever you guys yeah. wake up it's like midday and you two are like literally just waking up because it's a six hour difference and i just think it's hilarious you're already like in your morning moods and then you see that yeah we were very see, very tilted yes, already before the and then, kickoff and then you even see that lineup but it was just like shit show and i was like <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna stay quiet until these guys have their morning coffee and, or their you know, as Tony calls it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm morning, yelling at poor Nick. Stone vitamins so. or something that he calls it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to wait for him to wake up until I say something here. Because I got to be honest <laughs> with you. If you look at the fixture list, I I would have rotated more. Like, I mean, it's just, I would, I, seriously, if you look at what's coming up, you got Juve, you got Lazio, you've got two times Milan, you've got Roma. You've got, I mean, this fixture list is insane. And you have I'm to just look. happy he rotated the goalkeeper, you know? Like, well, that, we all know the, how exhausted Onana is. Inter he is runs, what, 15 club. kilometers? <laughs> Inter is the like. only club in the world where the goalkeeper needs to, is tired from standing still. Like, <laughs> that's that's literally what I tweet. I'm like, wow, it's a, you know, it's a good thing Pioli rotates Magnan. It's a good thing Spalletti rotates Manette. Yeah, we all because, know it's bullshit. Yeah, they, it's one of those lies that Simone says to keep everyone happy, but instead everyone is it's so blatant. And the thing with Inter, that's yeah. the problem with Inter. That is like it's not just him. They all lie. They all just blatantly lie, and they don't—they're not even good liars. You know what I mean? Like at least no, they're the worst. Like, they're, they're the they're worst like, liars. Like, remember when you were a kid and you used to like lie poorly to your mom, and she was like, you, you're, like, yeah. you're, like "You're trying to like." Pretend. I didn't eat the cookies whilst your face was like covered in cookie crumbs. When I when I used <laughs> to hit my brother with a wiffle ball bat across the face, and my dad would ask who did that, and I'm holding the bat, exactly, it wasn't me. Exactly. Like, like, you know. That's the level yeah. of lying here. They're not. Their hearts are not in the lying. So it's like. It's it's like, yeah, right. Of course, of course, Simone. Of course, Onana's tired. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Got it. No, it's like yeah. it's, it's like the same thing with with the, what's his name Mar- Marotta talking about the whole Skriniar thing. I mean, afterwards he's exposed as a big fat liar. I mean, Skriniar told him in November he's not expanding, and he's been going around for three months saying I'm optimistic. And yeah, we're talks are going great. Good. Like it's just like, it's like what are you talking about? Yeah. The guy. It's like now you don't believe a word that they say, but I mean, if I'm looking at the fixture list, and no. it's Inter Juve and Coppa Italia, Inter Lazio, then Hellas Verona away, Roma away. Milan away, Sassuolo at home, in, in Milan at home, Napoli away, Atalanta away, Torino away. 
I mean, these are all three days apart. Yeah. And is the Sassuolo game is that fixed on the calendar, or is that no, potentially no, no, no. being moved? No, that that's the, the the only games that are fixed are up until the Roma game. So and 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 the Champions yeah. games, but. But the Sassuolo game, I expect that since that's being played on the Tuesday, I can bet whatever you want that Inter are playing Sassuolo on Saturday night. Uh, yeah. Or even Friday. No, not Friday because they play them on Wednesday in the Champions League. So I can promise promise you now that they're playing Sassuolo on Saturday because on the 10th, it's a Wednesday Inter play. Milan play Inter first leg, and then it's a Tuesday, so Saturday. Both of the teams will ask for it and get it. Yeah, I'm never a fan of a manager, you know, in interviews giving the excuse of like the fixture list is crazy, the fixture list is too much, like, you know, no other team in Europe has to play the way that we do. Like, you know, personally, I don't love that excuse from managers, but if you look at the calendar, nine it is April. insane. Like, nine, it I is can, insane. I can't remember. Honestly, I was looking into this. I've, since I started covering Inter in 2012 and founded Central Inter, I can't remember nine games in a month. Like, honestly. It, it also makes the lack of rotation that happened for months in, you know, especially within our midfield, it makes that look even worse now because the, these guys are, tired. you know, they're, they're tired. They are very, very tired. I, it's, well, I can't believe we got rested today, not because of, of anything else other than personal reasons which we we have no idea you know they don't want to talk still haven't got an update on that no but you want to you know when they say it's for personal reasons you you tend to stay away because that means yeah yeah it's a private issue it's got nothing to do with injuries or discipline but it's a private issue they don't want he doesn't want to talk about it so you respect that so yeah uh, yeah so that's what that is so there's no other problem going on because he wasn't even on the bench today so that was good that i'm glad that he at least got to rest uh you know, for, for, yeah. from that perspective, and I and I gotta say, you know, you know, Gagliardini against Empoli. This is his level, man. Like em, Empoli, <laughs> Genoa. Like, I mean, you, you know, no, but seriously, like this is his level. Like this, these are the games that he should play, and so I don't have a problem with him playing against uh, Empoli. I, I did, but you know what? He was like, I mean, I've, he did play much better than I expected. Mm-hmm. So I can't really knock it. You know. I, you could even make the argument that in the first half he might have been the, actually the best midfielder, which <laughs> is was. terrible to think about. I thought him and Hakan was really good, but but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Hakan was. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to knock Hakan. No, no, yeah, no, I but, know what you mean, I but mean, I think you're right. I, think, I mean, if you're looking at the actual, like, yeah, I'm with you. I think Cagliardini might have actually been Inter's best midfielder in the first half. That, like the crazy thing is, like I, I criticized him for that thirty-yard screamer he tried, but that was probably our closest attempt on goal. Yeah, in the first half. yeah. <laughs> like, he always seems to have like three or four shots on goal whenever he's playing. Like, just seems to find himself in in space and you know with opportunities. That he shouldn't be in. Yeah, he, they're always that like, he shouldn't be in these. And I think teams are like, ah, oh, we're not going to take him seriously, and that's why he finds himself in that space. But that's, that's a good shot. That's oh man. So let's let's just uh, touch on there was rotation at every level of the team today. Um, so let's start with, in my opinion, the most controversial one: Andanovic starting over Onana. What doesn't make sense to me is that you have Steven Zhang, the the president and CEO of the club, come out after the Champions League game and you know say every single game in Serie A moving forward is a must win. Right, you're. You're saying this, the race for the top four is incredibly important. You're putting all this emphasis on how important it is 
to end the slump in Serie A and start picking up these points. That, it you don't seem serious about what you're saying when you are resting <laughs> the one of the best goalkeepers in Europe for a statue. It, it's it's a it's a strange decision. I understand, you know, you're trying to appease the captain of the club. You know, he's on his way out. He's probably not going to have many opportunities to play for Inter. There's a chance that this is this is his last game um, in an Inter jersey. There, no, there's a, a good chance of that. Definitely going we to hope. start the if, if Inter get to the Coppa Italia final, he's definitely starting that. I'm telling you now. You think so? Oh, I know so. Like, this is this yeah, is no, the most Italian stop, thing in the world. Stop, no, he is. No. This is how they're going to thank. That's going to be his last game for him to lift the Coppa Italia if they go past Juve. There's no doubt. I mean, he could, he could, listen, he could get the trophy after yeah, the but listen, listen, you're, you're, he you're, Just you're, give, you him the tro- that, give him the armband for the listen, photos. <laughs> like they did in the, didn't they do that in the Supercoppa? I think as Biscrinia started and Onana started. And, and yeah, cause, and then he, they did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, it's, this isn't mm-hmm. what I want. What I want is to catapult him no, I know. out to the moon. But like, but it's not like it's 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 not. I I think this is what's gonna happen. I think that's. I think especially when we interview Paliuka and he kind of, that it's like the Italian way to do it. It's like that's the correct thing Paliuka said to us, to to have Handanovic yeah. start in the final of the Coppa Italia. That's that's the correct thing to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't even. Yeah. And I was like wondering, like, no, it's not. What the hell are you talking about? Like, but you know, like, what galaxy? Are you I doing? think the. The correct thing to do is to put the team in the best position Thank to you. pick up as many points as possible. That is is the right thing to do. And I'm sure Andanovic would be happier with, you know, top four qualification than, um, you know, the perfect sort of send off at this point in his career. But he gets to start today and he didn't do anything to hurt the team, which is good. He actually, you know, made a, a couple good saves early on um, in the first half. He wasn't. No, stop. stop. He, he did his job. He, he a, wasn't he, tested. He was a, no, he did a good he, save. I he thought did, that was, he did the bare minimum. No, like, it wasn't a bare. I thought he was all right. I mean, let's not. I mean, we're not. You know, we know what he is. We know he's finished and all that. But I thought that save when he came out and closed and you know the legs and stuff because I was expecting that to go in. <laughs> like if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yes, just because he closed his legs and stood stood high and didn't dive the wrong direction, we're praising it. Like I don't well, know. Yeah. I, I expect you yeah. as a former world class goalkeeper. To be able to do that, Johnny. So. This is Italian football. We the bar isn't on the floor; it's tickling Satan's balls. Okay, that's how low <laughs> the bar is. Generally, we don't we don't do we we have low expectations, and then when we get whatever, surprised, I mean, it's, it's just generally it's what Italian football I've learned. That's what you gotta. <laughs> the bar is it's like it's so low, it's 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 in the lower echelons of hell. Like do you know what I mean? Like this is, that's true. The bar is so so. So when you look at it that way, everything's a positive surprise. <laughs> he didn't he didn't hurt us today, which is at this point all we can ask for. Um so this the starting Samir does not backfire on exactly. Inzaghi, but it doesn't make that decision to start him the you know, it doesn't it shouldn't oh. be a vindication of his oh, of his reasoning behind oh, that. God. Um, so again, you know, questionable decision-making, this is a, a, you know, an Inter win podcast, um, but we're just going to talk about, there are a couple things of questionable decision-making on the defensive level. We saw rotation with Devlai coming back into the side, Acerbi kicked out to the left and D'Ambrosio starting on the right. Again, with all these games coming up, I'm okay with giving Damian and Dumfries 
um, some rest, especially because we got to see an appearance from a player who I think all of us have been wanting to see more minutes from. Raul Belanova came in. He had himself a nice game today. Um, he had himself a, a nice game, especially in the offensive uh, third. No, I really liked him today. I really liked him in both phases. I thought he was a little bit naive still. And you can tell that, you know, he's, he's a young player. He's still, you know, it's he's still adapting and learning. But I, I keep saying this on Twitter that I think it would be an absolutely stupid mistake to not redeem him and, and let him go. I think that there's a player there and I'd like to see him next season. I want to have I want him to have another full preseason and I want him to impose himself next season now that he's comfortable at Inter. Because I, I think there is a player there. And I keep saying that. I mean... It's, I like, he's one of the few people at Inter who knows how to drive the ball and dribble and beat his man. His crosses oh my are gosh, decent. Yeah. His crosses are decent. He's quick as hell. Like, for me, this guy, if you're going to play the back three, then you have to keep him. If you're not going to, that's the thing, though. If you're not going to keep, if, if you're going to play a back four, then send him away. It's a waste of time because he's not a fullback. He's a wingback. But if mm-hmm. you're going to play the back three, three, five, two, and you're going to continue with Inzaghi or whoever's going to come in is going to play the three, four, two or three, five, two or whatever, then, then yes, you, you should keep Raul Did, de la Nova. Are there typically deadlines on when yeah, you can June, decide I to claim or not claim? I think, quote, again, think by 30th of June, Inter have to activate. Decide. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, obviously I would assume by then they would make a decision on, on manager and oh, who's staying, who's going, sure. whatever. So, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And I agree with you 100% on that. Um, Yeah, I thought that whenever there was any moments of, of threat from us in the first half, it was from his side and it was with him driving mm-hmm. the ball forward and, and, you know, being able to get in there. And I, I loved it. I loved what I was seeing. You know, I, I feel like that's what's been missing for, for big portions of this season is someone, and I'm not saying, you know, he's not on the level of obviously Hakim or Perisic when no. he was at his prime, but it is with something that we have desperately been lacking. And to have that where you have a guy who can beat his man from pace, you know, there was one instance where Lukaku had the ball at midfield and Belanova came sprinting. He had to be like 40 yards away from him and he was able to get catch up to Lukaku and Lukaku was able to lay off a ball for him that I was like, Where's this been all year? Like, why haven't we utilized the speed that that could have been devastating for, you know, games against um, Milan, games against Juve, you know, where you could have put their left wing back or left back, whoever, you know, whatever formation they're playing with, in to make a decision on to maybe not push as far forward because they have to worry about Bellanova, which I think would have been beneficial with instances where we had to worry about, you know, Theo, so... Um, and also, listen, I'm with, glad he was able Cagliari, to, to... When Caleria played Milan, I remember specifically... He, he tore was, him up. He was a pain in Theo's backside. Like he, he drove him insane. Uh, it's one of those times. Yeah, often you see it, Theo Hernandez really get frustrated, but this guy frustrated the crap out of him. Um, so, and it's not like he's doing anything out of this world. You know, like imagine if he had the technical ability that Hakimi had to go along with that piece. It'd I be actually even better, think his but technique is pretty good. Like I think that I don't think it's bad. You know, no, I'm not. But no, like I'm saying, Hakimi. like you know, if he, I mean, he's one of the best yeah, of course. But if he can mature though and continue Absolutely. to get opportunities, I think once the confidence is Absolutely. there, then he'll be able to really Agreed. show his potential. And this is why so. I want to keep him. This is why I, I really think there's a player there. I really, 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 really like. Him. I agree. Um, and I think for eight million euros, like what are we even? What are we even talking about? Like, <laughs> shut the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the game up and pay the man and go home and like just put a smile on your dumb face. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, you know what I mean? I, I also, I think one other piece of his game that is a little underrated, and this even the the stats say so. So he was two for seven 
on crosses today, which, you know, doesn't jump off the page. But if you actually watch the match, those crosses were they were more dangerous than some of the some of the things that we've seen um, out of, you know, even today with Gosens out of Gosens did not have a good game in terms of putting the ball into the box. Um the, the crosses seem more dangerous than everything that that Denzel does. Oftentimes, there are one or two times a game you'll see Denzel just completely hoof across, you know, roof it, just send it completely uh, to no man's land. But everything that Belanova was sending in today had an element of danger to it. Um, which again, you know, you are you have to look at the context. You are playing Empoli, but. In the limited minutes that he had, especially given that this is sort of a revenge game for him, because the last time he was out there against Empoli, he got, you know, a pretty brutal um, send off from the fans. Um, But he, you know, he has elements to his game that I think could really benefit this Inter side with um, with a few more minutes on the pitch. I I just think with uh, just to build on that Gosens thing, I am calling it another dud. Like I've given up, like it's it's not even he another useless, dumbass, idiotic space say uh, it's not signing. Like it's it's <laughs> he just it's not a confidence thing. It's not a physical thing. I I I just don't. This guy can only work in a system like uh, Atalanta, where he's the third or fourth man into the box, where he's got players helping him overload and at Inter instead because he can't beat his man he can't dribble he's got a good shot on him he's good in the air like but but he's not it's not going to work at Inter because we have too many players with that character at Inter like in if he had someone like who could beat his man on the right wing then I think he could be pretty pretty dangerous but he's not offering anything and defensively he's now he's starting to do really weird shady shit as well so Nah, man. It's just just see this season out and try to sell him as soon as you can. Like, I'd even yeah. Strange, strange. Um, I guess outing from Gosens today in terms of easy today. I mean, I just those runs, man. Oh my god, just sign him, please. Yeah, he looks phenomenal. I really like this player. He's technical as hell. He knows he can dribble. He he's got a good shot on him. Like, please sign him. Please, him and Di Marco on the left, and Belanova and Darmian, like that is that's your wing back, sorted, done, finished. You know, this is gonna be a crazy thought, and you guys could rip on me later for this or even right now. But since Gozens has been open about wanting to go home to Leipzig, that's where he's from originally. He would like to play for for RB Leipzig. I would even be fine doing. I mean, I don't I need my mom bored with Parisi, mm. but like, even if we did, I mean, if we, you, if you can get money for him, obviously take that. But if they, if you can't, and the only option is, you know, I mean, maybe Leipzig thinks that they have a power, you know, because they, they can get him, I would even be okay swapping him for Angelino from them. You know, just he's a left wing back more than a left back. He's a great crosser of the ball. He's got pretty oh, good yeah, pace. Um, no, but something. I would, I would, it, like <laughs> yes anything anything because yeah Cause it just not, seems like it's not like because Di Marco I think as a qu- squad rotation player when you're looking for someone yes absolutely but he, you you can't build look the only thing world class about um Di Marco is his left foot that I mean the way that he can the pinpoint passes the diagonal balls the free kicks the corners that is world class with him and that is a very important trait to have 
but he cannot play week in week out. It's just you just can't do it. You you need to rotate, and and he can't beat his man. So you need to have someone who can. You need to have different tools in your toolbox, and that's why, you know, I'm I'm just come on, man. You know, like <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, no, yeah. But he... Right now with Gosens, it just depresses me, man, because I really liked him in in in, in Atalanta. But... I did too, and I, I still hope and you know hope that he could get back to that. But it doesn't look yeah. like it. Um, it'll I'm happen. I'm with Johnny on that. I I still have hope for the player. Um, but you guys are right in the fact that his value, like it, we can't recoup any of the value in terms of the signing. You're talking about Nima um, as a signing. It's it's been pretty poor. He was the least effective player on the pitch today, and that's really saying something when you're starting Correa, Gagliardini, and D'Ambrosio. Um, you think he was the least effective? I think he was the least effective uh, in terms of having of the, done his of job. Of the rotational players, you're saying? or Of the players that came in to the squad. Uh, of the players that came in today. Okay, all right. Fine, yeah, because, okay. No, because okay. Brozovic yeah, was other level of least effective. Bro. What the actual yes. F happened there? <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about this this midfield. So, but I like it's a rest. Mkhitaryan is out for personal problems. Inzaghi chooses to go with Gagliardini over giving some minutes to Aslani, which I believe comes from more of a tactical perspective. Oh, um, having Chalanoglu, Brozovic, and Aslani are three players yeah. who their nature is to is to all three drop deep to come receive the ball. So that wouldn't have worked. So I understand starting Gagliardini and Nima, like you mentioned at, at the top of the show, Roberto was, was good today. He, he did his job in a professional manner, you know, had a couple wayward shots, but in terms of recovering the ball, I, I thought defensively he was very sound. And the most important part of his performance today was the fact that he gave us 90 minutes. Um, he yeah. was out there for the entirety of the game. Yeah, he was. And and I think Aslani, after the two, two latest Serie A games that he started against Salernitana, where he was good, and against Monza, where he was not good, I think it, it shows to me that Aslani, I believe, the, I believe in him, I believe in the player, but I don't want to... I think he still needs to grow and learn. I think he needs to continue training because what happened against Monza was just... It wasn't his fault. I'm not blaming him, but... It just completely disrupted the flow of the team because of the fact that Barella didn't know, started going down and grabbing the ball, and then there was a hole in midfield, and Aslani just felt like he was just useless. There was no point having him on because Barella didn't let him dictate the tempo. Um, and and it, to me, that's just, you know, it, it would have it been insanity and, and to kill him. I mean, he still got minutes, not much, but he still got a few minutes. I think that's what you got to do with with Aslani until the end of the season, and then next season, a proper preseason and proper get him more involved. It's obvious that neither him, he, or Inzaghi think he can play as a mezzala. I think that's a mistake, but that seems to be what they've collectively decided. And if that's what they've collectively collectively decided, then you got to work accordingly. Um, and and that's so I understand why you start Gagliardini today. I think it would it would it would it it showed that there was more. It wasn't good, but it was stable, um, and it wasn't frustrated. Mm. Um, and and that's what I think you either need. They need a bit of calm. Um, you know. Yeah. 
Aslani's future, it seems to be dependent on whether Brozovic is going to be a part of the squad next year or not, because we know Hakan is. Um, so really, hopefully, you know, in terms of get that extension over the line, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm worried about all of this. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, here. don't say that, Nima. Oh, don't, don't say that. Sell them all. No, it's scaring the shit out of me that they that neither one of them will be there next year. Like, so genuinely scared of it. Um, but yeah, because this this contract extension thing, I don't like where this is going at all. Yeah, our success rate on those extensions has not been great unless you are, um, you know, close to 40 years old, then then we'll sign you on. No problem. Uh, Johnny, what did you think? Even Edin Dzeko, actually, his extension is not... It still hasn't finalized. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. They've put a complete stop on all of these things because they don't know if they're... Until top four, right. Yeah. Which is not going to happen. Yeah. Like, if you look at the fixture list, for the love of God, like, if Inter go through all of that and go, Jesus. Yeah, people will, I mean, Inzaghi, you know, will have his supporters if he's able to pull this off, um, for sure. Johnny, I wanted to get your thoughts on both Gagliardini's performance, but also what you saw from Hakan back in the Metzala role. Um, He did, you know, he did do his fair share of dropping deep, but what did you think of uh, those two players today? Yeah, I mean, like, I agree with everything Nima said. Like, uh, he didn't, you know, really make any mistakes. He didn't really do... The good thing with him being there, even though I didn't like it at first, is that he's not someone who needs to be ball-dominant to be effective. You know, he is... It allows them... The Brozovic, even though he didn't wasn't effective in any way, but it allows him and Hakan to be able to be more of the progressors with the ball and move it up the pitch. And, and he can just kind of fill space where needed and stuff. And even though it may not be the most effective, you know, today he, he did do good. So I'm 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 happy with that. And, and like Nima said, this is his level though. You know, no, he could play the Empolis. <laughs> you know, we, we know what he was able to do against Genoa, which was like a team that he was always successful against. So maybe that's something that, you know, we could go back and criticize Inzaghi for last year was not, you know, letting him start that one and starting Vecino instead. But um, you know, just with Hakan, one thing I noticed and Nima, I don't know if you agree, is it felt like with him playing as the Metzala with Brozovic there was like a little bit of a disconnect between the two. It's almost as if Hakan wanted to be the regista and wanted to be the man playing deeper and, and stuff. And, and, you know, there was, it felt a little discombobulated in the first half, in my opinion, and then they were able to grow into it. But I think, you know, Hakan I think is, right. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think Barella, Barella being this kind of tutto campista uh, kind of is the glue that holds them two together as well. Um, his mm. movement patterns and his um, his energy and his you know r- runs into the box uh, and providing that extra option to both of them creates the triangles that Nzagi wants in midfield and they both in like with with Gagliardini today you didn't see that too much but I think that those yeah. are the reasons that Gagliardini even had those shots was because that's Barella's position if you, if you get my drift. So um, yeah, no, that, that totally makes so sense. So I think that's what that is with them too. Um, but yes, I agree one hundred percent with what you said about the, the more they played together, the better it looked. Uh, I think it yeah. did. Uh, yeah, the... I was just gonna ask: Did the performance with the two of them today convince you enough that 
moving forward for these big games that you would want to see a midfield of Barella, Hakan, and Brozovic together? Or does Mkhitaryan yes. need to be a part no, of that equation? No, 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 no. My dream dream midfield is Brozovic, Hakan, Barella. That's the midfield I want to see. I want Brozovic in the Regista role. I want them, those two as a Metsala. And the thing I like about it, that the fact that Hakan is good at doing Fara Regia, as they say in Italy, is exactly that. If they man-mark Brozovic, doesn't matter. Because Hakan can do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it makes Inter yeah. unpredictable. And I really, really like that. I really, really, I really, really, really like that. Now, I, that is my dream midfield. And I want to see that as, uh, I'd love to see that against Milan in the Champions League. I think we would run mm. circles around that midfield if we play like that. Johnny, what yeah, do you I think? Agree. I agree. I mean, I agree 100%. You know, it's... These are our three, like like you said in the beginning of the of, of the show, it's like these are our, our three best. We they should be playing together and being able to make it work together. And if you want to be able to you know to have your best performances, I think that it'll be imperative that the three of them work together. And and in order to beat Milan, you know they're gonna throw out Tonali, Benacer, and and probably Krunic as their three. I think that these three would be your best opportunity to counter their three. So it's like, why would you not want that to work together? I, I mean, I want to, uh, I want to see it work out that way, you and know. And, and hopefully, Miki, that, that's I like Miki a lot, but I think that bringing him on, the having, I mean, the the, the Mikitarian we've seen this season is a fantastic option to have off the bench. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like he, I agree. I mean, he he he's so technically gifted. He can hold the ball forever. He can. He's always a good passing option. When you're in the seventieth minute in a tight game like that, to have someone like that off the bench to bring him in, that's awesome because he can help you in both phases. I mean, I'm I'm for once we have depth in midfield with those four. Um, so good depth, good depth. No, Not even just depth. Like we good have depth. good depth. <laughs> Like, you know, Aslan is also a safe passer of the ball. We actually have yeah. passers on this team. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we have five players that are good with the ball, that can pass, that can run, that can, you know, that are good passers. I really, really, really like that. So I'm, I'm all happy about that. And I think we should make use of that. And, yeah. and, you know, the last note on the midfield before we talk about the forwards here is both Hakan and Brozovic got themselves an assist today, which, you know, you love to see, right? We're talking about um, their passing ability. Obviously, Lukaku was the main man for um, Hakan's assist and Brozovic just did well to give him the ball there in the box on his assist. But either way, you love that, you know, they, they have that contribution towards the win um on their 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 line their resume i guess um let's talk about the forward so i think there's a, the this true story is probably somewhere in between the oh my god he's back we no, have stop. him back big rom is back stop. there's i don't know that it's quite there but it's probably you know somewhere in between i don't you know i don't subscribe to either camp whether he's completely in total back or whether he's completely finished as a footballer but i do think Today was very, very encouraging out of Big Rum. He showed all of the things that make him the player that we got so excited to bring back to the team. Um, great, great finishing on both of his goals. The His second goal, when he was able to take on his defender with pace, blow past them, and then shoot into the bottom corner, I've been waiting to see that. Um, and it was a really encouraging sign uh, how effective he was today. Look, 
I I'm just gonna echo what I said a couple of months ago. I think he's finished at the top level. Yes, I don't think he will ever be the striker he was under Conte those two years. But does that mean that he's finished as a player overall? Of course not. That would be a stupid thing to say. I think he'll still still score his 10, 15 goals, but he will never be the 30, 35 kind of player a season that he was. He will never play. I mean, I think people are forgotten. What about what about 20? Mm, I don't think so, man. Maybe not in the. City. I think I think he could still. I th- I think he still pop pop twenty goals. I think fifteen is where he is. I agree on thirty thirty five. I don't think he'll ever do that I again. Mean, but twenty, I think he could. Goals. I mean, just look at the like. Rem- I think people have forgotten who Lukaku was those two years under Conte. He was one of the best number nines in the world. He had everything. He was absolutely an unstoppable force of nature. Like a hundred and twenty million <laughs> striker. It was, it was just you know, he was he really was a hundred and twenty million euro striker. Like that no, was, yeah, the, I mean the pace, the power, the power everything the pace, was there. The and... goal scoring, the killer instinct in the box, man, Jesus, he was the focal point. He would bury those. I mean, it was it was it was just like you knew that him if he had to physically throw in the defender the ball and the goalkeeper into the back of they were going into the back of the net like it was just that's there was that about him and physically he was just he was such a monster and and the speed and the explosiveness and and i mean the the target he was in the air and he could hold off defenders he can't do any of that and we, and it's not just this season it's two years now we it's 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 not you know fool me once and fool me twice you know it's like it's been two years I, i'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna give him a break for last year just because tuchel sucks fair enough even if you even if you were to do but that. yes this this year you can be more critical I mean, it's, of him. it's two yes, years the, in a the, row and again i'm not saying like this is the thing though thing is it drives me crazy this couch twitter thing where everything is either shit or champagne no like you can still be a decent player, a good player. You're just not world class anymore, and that's what I'm saying. I don't Agreed. think Lukaku is ever going to be world class anymore. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just that simple. I, 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 I think he's still going to be. He can be effective. Absolutely. Today he was effective. You know, he didn't have the best of first halves, and then in the second half, you know, those two goals and that assist is just that's what that's what Inter have lacked. You know, just that is Lu is Lula back? That I'm more excited about, though. I got to say, because that I was excited about those two, the partnership between them. It looked natural again. It looked yeah. relaxed. It looked it, nothing. Look nothing looked forced. No, it, yeah, it, looked it felt natural like it was just very. Again. They were happy. They they found each other again. They found their roles. They know. Okay, I'm gonna do this. You're gonna do that. We're we're just gonna do what we always do. Like that kind of, you know, ne- like almost relentlessness. That this is how it's always gonna. This is how it is. It's us. We're playing. Like, you know, what I mean? like that. I liked a lot, and 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 that I'm excited about. And to me, that's the those two. I want to see play against Juve against Mila. I want to see Lula against Juve and Mila. That I want to do. Yeah, I don't want to see Jeko <laughs> at all starting any of those games at all. <laughs> On the topic of Lukaku, before we we, we we shift though, Nemo. So you don't think Lukaku will get back to world class status? Yeah. But kind of you know along the lines of that, you know, there's been a lot of debate, a lot of you know polls and stuff about a specific other number, former Inter number nine, who has been performing well, Mauro Icardi. Do you think he? 
could get back to world class. I'm not saying even coming back to Inter. I'm just saying, do you think that he no, I think, could get back I, I, to look, world class he status? Was ne- he was never a world class player except for finishing in the box. Like th- that was his. Yeah. You know, and and I think he Icardi- maybe that's what I meant. Yeah, I but mean, yeah. this I think Icardi in this team with the amount of chances these guys score, like if we leave all the bullshit, the side like the circus behind, just him presence on the pitch. I think we need to have at least 20 more points, like <laughs> like 15 points more. I, I think, you know, because he, I remember, this is who this guy is. In, he won Inter games Inter deserved to lose because every second touch in the penalty area was in the back of the net. You know, he doesn't miss sitters. Uh, that's not what he got. He does. He, he scores when there's not even a chance to score. Like that's who he is. And in this team, the amount of chances they create, I think we need to have 10, 15 points more. Um, tough board would not even be an issue. Um, I think there's no just the last, there's no way that Inter lose to Spezia, Monza, Empoli, uh, Bologna, or, you know, any of these games that we've lost the last few months with Mauro Icardi on that team. And not because Icardi is Lionel Messi or Maradona's love child, no. But because Diego, because he well, that remains to be seen. We haven't done a paternity <laughs> test, so we don't know. That but it's true. But <laughs> but it's because the guy is a killer. He's just a goddamn killer in the box. You know, he he sniffs out. That's the thing. Like he sniffs out. He used to sniff them out before they happened. You know these chances, and and that's just something that he was. That was his skill because he couldn't dribble for shit. He couldn't. No. He couldn't shoot for shit. Like I mean, he could. He, he was all right, but he wasn't a world class. Like his finishing, you know, his, his 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 shooting was not like whoa. But he knew where the ball was going to be. He could sniff it out, and his time. One thing I used to love about him, yeah, was like when he would when you would see a cross go into the box for him, he knew how to slip his defender and end up on the end up on on you know putting it in the back of the, the net. Timing, just, the timing he, was impeccable. Yeah. Like I remember a stat of him was something like oh every 2.3 touches he took in the penalty area ended up with the ball in the back of the net what is that true fox in the box i mean what the actual f and f you know like that's, <laughs> how how do you like what do you mean every 2.3 touches like it was like what? Like, that's what you need. And the problem was that, you know, that, that, that what Conte didn't have him is that, you know, now nowadays a number nine needs to do more than that. But I think, you know, and I get that in Conte's calcio verticale, but at this center with the amount of chances they create next to Lautaro, come on. So I think, you know, it is obvious that Lukaku's season has been very disappointing. You know, Johnny pointing out that he hasn't scored an open play goal in Serie A since... Uh, Lecce uh, at the very, very start of the season. season, Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do want to read this tweet um, that I came across today and, and sort of get your thoughts and contextualize what Lukaku has meant um, for Inter this year. He had the match winner in the UEFA Champions League round of 16, the match winner in the quarterfinal, the equalizer in the Coppa Italia semifinal, and three goals slash assists in Inter's first win in six Serie A games. Contextualize his importance to this team in big moments. He's missed a lot of the season, but when it's come down to it, you can't say that he's not come through for us. Absolutely not. That's, that's That would be crazy. But the problem is that it's not been enough or too much, but look, 
winners write history. Let's be honest. Inter going into the most important part of the club's history, or the most important May in 11 years, 13 years, right? If he were to lead Inter to a Coppa Italia title, a Champions League title, and my God, win the Champions League, um, and Inter were to, you know, finish in the top four because of his decisive goals, well, winners write history. Everything will be forgotten. Like, it's just that simple. But it doesn't mean, I still don't think Inter should bring him back next season. I think it's time to move on, you know? Yeah, and he's he's been speaking about not really giving details on his future, but he's been asked about his future. And I think, you know, he's he sort of uh, said now is not the time to talk. But in those interviews and in those conversations, I think it's very, very clear that the player's desire is to continue with Inter. You know, it remains to be seen how that is possible from a financial uh, perspective. Um, how much longer is he willing to go on on a reduced salary? Um, you'd likely would have to reduce it even more. Um, but again, the will of the player is the reason that he's here today. Whether he can he can make that happen, make miracles happen twice, um, remains to be seen. But I'm with you guys. I, I doubt that that happens. No, I mean, for me, even if he, even if he, if he were to score, I mean, what is it? We got like what seven games in the Serie A, one in the Coppa Italia, two, so ten games. Let's say ten games left 10 11 games left of the season if he were to score even another 10 12 goals in that time across those games and inter were to win trophies i still think it's like it's time to don't isn't it time to move on you know what i mean like like a new project not just him either yeah exactly like a, like all a, like of them a, you know a lot of there's them. a lot of people yeah, yeah. it's like come on you know, it's, it's... and at that point it's like okay so he's already won the Serie A for us if he did that where he won helped us win the Coppa Italia and he helped us win the Champions League you got nothing left to prove at Inter like it's go done. go chase something else yeah. go you know go go to your other favorite club Bayern or wherever else like no, you know, go back whatever to other club you go wore as a Chelsea. kid honestly I think he can do a job there for them they don't have a number nine and I think if he's used the right way, I still think there's a, I mean, there's, there's these rumors of Conte going back to Chelsea, which I think would be laugh out loud, hilarious. Um, and Conte. Hilarious, and but also like Conte and art, like a dream Chelsea. for him. I mean, yeah. sweet mother of God. We know that there's only one person who can get the most out of Lukaku. And that is him. Like that is Conte. Those two should all, it should, it should almost be a law in football. Where Conte goes, there goes Lukaku. Like it's just, and then he can. I mean, to think to just even the thought of him using Reese James the way he did with Hakimi, you know, James and Lukaku in Conte's system, I think would be a dream. I mean, he'd be screwed with Chilwell and Cucurella on the left, but you know, if he can get somebody in there to help him, I mean, that yeah, that could work out beautifully for Lukaku. So let's hope that for our sake that we don't get him back. Is that I don't Conte think ends we will. I don't Chelsea. think we will. I don't think we've got the money. To be honest, uh, well, we definitely don't have the money so, unless they're going to give them away for free, yeah. which they're not doing. So, no, they need they need to sell um, in a bad way this summer. Yeah, so they need to recruit something for him for sure. I won't call yeah, him. likely that he's not going to be on Inter or Chelsea uh, next year. But again, 
it sound it looks like he's he's rounding into form at a really crucial period um, for Inter. So you know, let's hope that continues. Um, quickly, does anybody have anything they'd like to say about uh, Tuku Korea's performance today? No. Next question. <laughs> you know, I, I the epitome of him was when Bellanova put yes. that ball in for him, and he just went he went to chest it instead of, I don't know, any other body part. <laughs> like, any other body part would have worked in that situation. Um, you talk about Icardi not, uh, not needing many touches to put something in the box. That's a ball that, you know, he would have done something he, with. He but... heads in. He heads it in, no problem. That's in the back of the net. It is. It is in the back of the net because he doesn't need more than that. Like, he knows how to... And, and, and Belanova would have played the ball because Icardi was so clear with his teammates how and where he wanted the balls. He wanted them early, at that height, in that space. That's not every... If everybody knows that, they'll play it there. Like, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't have been difficult. The problem is that these guys don't know. There's a lot of miscommunication already, like still 11 months, like nine months into the season, I think. We see it time and time again. Um, and that's because we've had so many injuries. They're not used to playing with each other, a lot of them. And, and, and that's... You know, you know, maybe we're seeing something change here with, with what we saw today. But look, I um, no Korea, look, they need to redo that defense. They need to redo that attack. It's as simple as that. Like for me, it's just, you know. Yeah, just I, I yeah, don't even I, I just it needs a full. I mean, like we've said multiple times, there needs to be a revolution at the squad. And it's not even just because of what could happen with top four. It's not even what it's just it's run its course. You, you've Thank gotten you. all you can it's out the of these of the people. Cycle. Like yeah, it's the end of the cycle. Yeah, like it you really you need to bring in. And you know these guys have been together. You know some seven, six, five years. You, you need to bring in fresh blood, and I think that. It, because it's not even because I don't think that they're good enough anymore. Like some people think that, oh, because I want to sell Brozovic, it's because I don't think. I mean, he isn't playing to the play the the levels that we we were accustomed to with him. That's for sure. But it's also that you know, I think certain players. And listen, obviously, I'm not in there, but in in the dressing room, I'm, I don't talk with them. I'm not on the practice field. But I think they don't worry about their place in the squad. They think that it's already guaranteed, and they don't have anything to play for, anything to fight for, any anything motivating them, mm. other than maybe their next paycheck. And at that point, it's like, all right, maybe I do need to get somebody out and bring somebody in who maybe other players will look as a threat to their their security in the starting eleven. And that they will drive them to want to get back to playing at the top level again. I mean, I know we could be critical of literally everyone, but outside of Onana, and and in my opinion, I'm you know Barella. I don't think I see a lot of guys week in and week out always giving it all. Now that doesn't mean Barella's been playing great. He's dropped a lot of stinkers, but you know when you see the fire, you see the passion. You know people get mad at his tan. I look at that as like he is angry because he expects more. He wants more, and it's you know and. I don't know. I just want to see that new new blood, new players. There is a lot of good young That's... talent, not just in Italy, but in Europe. And I wanted us to be able to unearth it. Like, I mean, Nemo, you we were in the group chat talking about what Alcaraz did for, for Southampton. My God, can you imagine what a player like that could be doing for this squad? I mean, we we, and then we already know we missed Roberto, out on... And then I read about Roberto Pereira and Bacau, and I want to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, like, when I saw the Pereira rumor, I'm like, bro, enough enough and it's you know 
somebody said that because of our relationship with Pastorello, that now we're being forced these players down our throats. And I'm like, well, then end the relationship with them aging. Like, I don't, <laughs> Immediately, like, I don't want... I don't want his trash. Just you know, like we throw him. What bones has he thrown us? You know, like we're taking on his 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 shit clients. He hasn't brought us anything that's been any really any help. So end it with Pastorello. You know, no, the same thing when we had Kia. I don't even know how to say his last name. Jaborchian Jur- or whatever. Jurabchian. Yeah, Jurabchian. Whatever. Whatever. You know, we got forced. You know, his trash of Joao Mario and 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 Gabigol. You know, like don't. No, just end, end relationships with agents. Like, go for talent at first, please. Yes, go for. Have a project. Have a have an idea, and just assign players according yes. to that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I could deal the, with the a whole... year or two of the Europa League if you bring in. You're, you're showing me there's a clear plan that we're building towards. Mm-hmm. You know, like. No, I'm with you all the way, man. Like no doubt. I I would prefer that that rejuvenation of the squad happens while we're still competing in the champions league but who knows um exactly how this season is going to end up we have a really we're setting up for a really exciting finish here um a lot a lot to play for a lot to fight for um and remains to be seen uh you know where we're going to end up at the end of the season but the facts are that we're still we're still fighting for all of our objectives. So all good on that front. Congratulations, Inter, for picking up the three points today. Incredibly crucial three points as well if we look at um, some of the other games this weekend in Serie A. We know that Milan um, was able to get the job done against Lecce, so they maintain their two-point lead over Inter as they sit in fifth. Uh, Juventus is currently playing with Napoli. I think they might be in halftime. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's a halftime. Yep. Um, so all tied up there uh, for the moment, but that's a big game um, for the standings as well. We would like all of the people in and around, all of the clubs in and around the top four to drop points. And of course, Roma plays uh, tomorrow against Atalanta. So that is probably um, the most impactful game in terms of the top four. And hopefully things can go can go our way. Um, before we head out here, guys, uh, Nima has uh, a story that's coming up on sempreinter.com, yeah, an exclusive. By, yeah, by the time this is published, we will have published it. Uh, or by the time this is the pod is out, we will have published it. And basically, we did a story a couple of weeks ago um, that Inter are serial, seriously interested in FC Union, Union Berlin's Dutch central defender, Danilo Doecki. And that he's being targeted by Napoli. Uh, now we've kind of had that confirmed by the. We did an inter- interview with the player's agent, which you can read on sempainter.com by the time this comes out, where he confirms that interest uh, and says that, look, you know, his. He basically says, yes, there is an interest, but, you know, Daniel's, you know, the usual stuff that agents say, you know, in the sense that, you know, he's focused on getting. Um, getting Union Berlin into a very surprising Champions League finish. Um, but no, that there is interest from Napoli, there is interest from 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 Inter, um, and that you know his is uh, he's got two years left on his contract after this season, so it means twenty twenty five June twenty twenty five. So yeah, I mean it's it is uh, it is what it is, but um, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see that Inter are looking at him because he is. He is 24 years old. Uh, he, he turns 25 on June 30th. He is a Dutch player. He, he's the cousin, or no, sorry, he's a nephew of former Dutch player Winston Volgarde. Um, and he, 
he's he's been very good this season uh, for 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 Union Berlin, and his agent said that, and we put it in the article as well as well as that his his vertical leap is higher than NBA player Joel Embiid. Uh, so make of that what you will but yeah they he describes him as a very strong player uh quick very very good at 1v1 and almost unstoppable in the air which i think is something inter need now with skrinja leaving with don't know if acerbi's coming back or if it's even right to bring him back after this season we don't know what's happening with Emre d'ambrosio we you know we don't know what's happening with with the fry you know those contract talks so that defense needs to be you know rebuilt and remade and so Danilo Rohechi is apparently confirmed now a player Inter are interested in, and so are Napoli as well. And you got to remember, Napoli, they might lose Kim Min Jae because of he's got that uh, clause in his contract. So Napoli are, they need to find a player, and he kind of fits that mold. And so if Inter can do a job here, I'd be very grateful. The most, for me, the most exciting piece of this uh, Sempre Inter exclusive is that. Um, the profile of the player that they're looking for is the kind of profile that gets us excited as fans, right? Yeah. Nima mentioned that he does have two years left on his contract. So this is not a, you know, out of contract expiring low cost option that we're looking for. Um, I think he actually just signed an extension last year. This is a player who's 24 years old, stands at 6'3", has four goals uh, to his name in the in the Bundesliga. Um, one of the highest rated players for a very, very surprising uh, Union Berlin team this year. Um, and it's just it's exciting. It's an exciting name. But also, if you think just in terms of the context of, you know, Inter's transfer strategy, this is the profile that I think fans have been asking um, for Inter to pursue. So really exciting stuff and um, happy that Sempre Inter was able to to get yeah, that yeah. exclusive with his agent. Yeah, no, we're very happy about it. Uh, we we try we contacted him uh, when we did the, our, exclu- our exclusive that Inter were interested. He, you know, he gave the usual no con- no comment and then we did a follow-up now because we felt we felt really comfortable doing the, the piece that we did a couple of weeks ago and in our sources and, and we, you know, double triple sourced and we were happy so we went out with it and then you know we we we, we contacted him again and said if you wanted to to discuss uh, on the record kind of thing and he's you know because before it was no comment now he decided to talk and we're very happy that we he decided to talk but yeah it's a player that i mean according to him and this is an agent talking so he's got to might want some of the stuff he might not want to take too seriously but i mean if you Bundesliga is a league that sells to top leagues in in the, in the Premier League, and that's exactly what he said. He says top clubs in the Premier League and Bundesliga, as well as Inter and Napoli, are all looking at him. And I think that we will see him move in the summer. I really think so. Uh, and Johnny, I hope it's the Inter. I think I hope it's the Inter. I do too. And and Johnny has um, has done. Obviously, you guys are familiar with Johnny's scouting reports, some of the most extensive that you'll see uh, throughout Europe. Um, Johnny's watched uh, a good amount of this player. How would you describe the sort of impact that he can bring to uh, to Inter? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen him too much at Union Berlin, to be honest. I mean, he's only played like a few games, like nine or ten games with them. But I remember him in the Next Gen series when he was at Ajax. Um, just bullying Inter, and um, he really like took it to at the time Andrea Piramonti when he was the striker for us at, at the at the Next Gen series. So I mean, they I mean they they smoked us in that tournament. So he did well there. He did well at Vitesse, um, which is another Dutch team, and 
I mean, he is a kind of player. He can play long balls. He, he's he's good on it. He is powerful. Um, and he, I think I would like to see to I, the I, right I, of a back three, which is where we need to strengthen. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And and I would like. I mean, I, I don't really recall pace, but I mean, you know, I'm tr- if this is what the agent says. Obviously, he knows him better than I do. So. You know, he's someone that I'm definitely going to want to pay attention to more for sure in the Bundesliga and watch him. You know, I mean, I've got a few guys that I like personally. Obviously, I'm not anybody tied to it. But if this is a guy that they're looking at, and I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, he definitely fits with the mold of getting younger, you know, and, and that's important to me. Is, is getting guys that you can get young and even if they don't pan out, they still have resale value and you can make money on him if he didn't work out, which I, I don't foresee that being something. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that foresee that even really being an issue though. So it's like if this is a guy that we can somehow beat Napoli to, you know, because they are gonna obviously, like Nima said, with Kim Min Jae having such a low release clause. I mean, I, I think that he is gone this this year. I mean, congratulations, Man U. They're probably gonna be the team well, that does spend probably, I mean, it. If any team should get him, it's probably Man United. I mean, they need that yeah. kind of a defender in there. I mean, can you just imagine this guy next to Varane? Sweet mother of God. Yeah, like, like those yeah. two and then, together. And then you got Casemiro right in front of yeah. the two of them. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. That have, is, have fun with that. that, that um, yeah, exactly. That, that's 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 something serious. Like Kim and Jay and Varane and, yeah. and Casemiro. Now that now we're talking. Um, it would be a major upgrade over Maguire um, for them. So we'll see if, <laughs> if they could pull that off. Um, so Doeki. To, to be fair, Devry would be a major upgrade over over Maguire. <laughs> so. That's also fair. That's also fair. Um, Doeki's contract expires in 2025. He is currently on 600K for his contract. So, you know, we like to see the Love lower that. numbers. Let, let's just double it then. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, exactly. like players like Tejan Buchanan, Danilo Doeki, um, you know, Marcus Turam apparently is not entirely dead, even though some say it is, some say it isn't. But you know what I mean? Like, those are the types of profiles I want Inter to go and get. Um, Parisi, I want you know Vicario if Onana's going to be sold, like do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I... <sighs> Here we go with this don't talk start. again. Don't My start. Look, don't start. Look, <laughs> as you saw today, Enough. Dario Bacin was very lovey-dovey with Guglielmo. Enough. Look, if Onana's going to leave, who do you want to stand in? You want Cordas in goal next year? Like, what, what, what do you want? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> tank it. Just tank it then if you're going to sell him. Because I'm dead. Nima, I'm dead serious. If they sell him for anything less than 80 million, oh, then it's a no travesty. No one's going to pay any million for Andre Nima, listen, if, if you're dead, listen. Diego, what is it? Yeah, Diego Costa, or Diogo Costa, Diogo. I should say, the goalie for Porto, has a release clause of 65 million. Teams are talking about paying for that, right? Onana beat beat him head to head, right? So okay, so if he's worth sixty five million and this goal and he he got outperformed by another goalie, that's fine. Then there's talks of um I forgot his name now, the guy from Atletico Bilbao. Yeah, you and I, Simon, going to to a team in the EPL that they're, they're you know he's he's heavily won and they're talking about seventy million for him. You're gonna tell me the guy he's never played in Europe. So if they if these clubs can get sixty five and seventy million for a goalie with less Champions League pedigree. Less glory to his name. I mean, the guy's won trophies with Ajax left and right. He's about to. He won a Supercopa with Inter his first year. Granted, he wasn't the starting, but he did. It's on. It's on his CV, which apparently is a big deal. And he's got the potential to take Inter to a final. What are we talking? Like, how can you sell for forty four? I get it. It's if he wins. If 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 Inter if he were to win the Coppa Italia and if he were to win uh, the Champions League, then yeah, I think we're talking sixty million, sixty seventy million for sure. 
I think so. Absolutely. Which is what I think should be minimum. Then I then I'll listen. But if the rumors of 35, 40, no, 45 no, million, no, 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 that's not that's not worth it cuz then like you said, you're looking at going to 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 Empoli and then you're spending right away half of that to get a goalie which listen, I, I like Vicario, I do. I don't I, I think he you could put him as one of the top two or three goalies in Serie A, but I don't think he's worth the money of 15, 20 million if you're going to if you're only going to get 45 million for for Onana. There's there's just a level of, of the, difference the in my opinion. The thing about the Onana race is that there are lots of teams interested. Like there are a lot of teams interested. Uh, and like I've said, you know, in 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 the group chat too, it's like it sends a bad message to to players that sign here on a free. That it, your contract literally means nothing if you perform very well. That you could easily be sold the next summer because we just look at you as profit. And I don't like that. I I, I think I Onana think could care. do. If you get a Chelsea or United big money move, you're gonna want it. As a player, yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they care. Like to be honest with you, I my my sense right, from him is that he really enjoys playing for Inter. But again, you don't know um, how that changes once you start having conversations. Where next thing you know, your salary is getting doubled. Yeah, you're getting I mean, you know major signing the, bonuses. Yeah, exactly. You're moving to the EPL and play for Chelsea or United. You definitely you almost got to triple your wages. You know. Like, so you know we'll we'll see how that plays out um but doecki interesting player given also that chelsea signed eight-year contracts like you know it's, it's like yeah well they're, they're about to get in trouble for that yeah, too so yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful i'm hopeful that they, that turns they into need something. to build a new uh dressing room yeah to fit all these players so you're right no doecki is an interesting player and, and i and i saw you know today that you know union berlin won they're third in the bundesliga he, he played 90 minutes on the to the right of a back three i think he's a player inter looking at and i think inter are looking to cash in on dumfries onana brozovic uh, and um, Korea, I think those are the big that they're looking to sell this. I think a lot is going to happen this <laughs> summer, and I'm not. I have no problem. Look, and the I same agree. Thing, I got to say, like, I don't want to sell Lautaro Martinez, but if we were, to, if we, if Inter, you know, by any, you know, genie, like some sort of luck, luck of God, Inter were to win the Champions League, well, he's won everything at Inter then. So, does somebody want to buy Lautaro Martinez? And if they do. They'll probably pay 80, 70, 80, 90 or whatever. I just, I don't love forwards. That, that's, that's the only thing that worries me. Yeah. Like then you're looking at all new forward yeah, people true. up front. You're going to have to, you know, integrate new guys. And you're it's going to build be, a new dressing room, essentially. Like it's a complete, essentially. New yeah. Like, like from the, there'll be nobody left from the old. It's out with the old in with the new. Um, and, and I don't know if that's a good idea to do so much so quickly. That can also backfire. Yeah, that's the you know that's that's, that's what I worry about point. is if it's too like I don't mind doing like adding in four or five players mm. and, and and rotating that way, but if you're gonna do you know eight new starters next year, you know, and the only people left are let's say Bastoni, Darmian, Barella, uh, and, and Aslani and maybe like I don't yeah. know like you know no, Chalanoglu yeah. fine yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah no, the no, other like, the other unintended um, consequence of the performances this year is that. You know, Nima, you mentioned Dumfries, you mentioned Brozovic, and you mentioned Lautaro. You would be selling three players on, off of down years, right? So not at the height of their value, which is, you know, for a club that has to sort of do the sell buy every single summer, um, that is a, a tough, tough ask. Hmm. Look, I, I think Retegi is someone I'd be all over. 
I'll be honest with you. I think he's the right Same. age. I think he's a he's a killer. And the box and internet killers. Him and Lautaro up front, I think it's a very good it would work. Um, I think Tejan Buchanan and uh, Raul Bellanova I, is would be my right wing back choices. But the thing I like about both Buchanan and Bellanova is that they can play on the right and left, and they can play as a wingers, and they can you know what I mean like you have you have options there. Okay, so that's versatility. That. On, yeah, versatility. And on the left, you got Di Marco. I try to offload Gosens. I try to do move heaven and earth to bring in Parisi. And then I look at the midfield, and I'm like, Mikitarian works another year. Extend uh, Chalanoglu. I like Barella. I like Aslani. If you can bring in another central midfielder, like a defensive midfielder, if you can get Kessie on a loan, without a doubt, I'd do that on a loan, for sure. Um, I, th- I like Frank Kessie. I don't know why you hate him so much, but I do that. Uh, it's because it, it, I just don't see the point. Alone. I really don't. like. Why I, not? Alone. Uh, but even alone, I don't see the point. Like, I want someone that we own. I want to buy player. Like, there is there's so much ta- like like Hulman. Well, like, what is the problem? Like, why can't we just go buy Hulman from Lecce? Well, like, the, before he blows up, we even... were overflowing there. I mean, I, I want a midfielder with with presence and and. But you, but you have guys who could be versatile. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. Like, I don't know why we have to be so rigid. Like, in, in saying that, oh, he could only do one thing. This guy, like. Yeah, but we don't. Hakan can play both. No, no, but I'm like, you know, like, about, like, you... kind of like I, I'd even bring in Sensi. Like, honestly, I, I'd rotate Sensi into the team. Like, my next mid next year, because I don't think he's Monsar buying him. And I personally, and I'm fine with yeah, that. I mean, as a rotation player, I think Sensi, uh, Barella, Chalanoglu, Mikitarian, Aslani, those are my five. But then I need a mean son of a bitch who can break legs and is, has a physical presence. None of those guys have physical presence. And... So, and you don't think you don't think Hulman could be? I mean, he he's physical as hell for Lecce. Yeah, but he's more. I, I like. I really like Hulman. Don't get me wrong. I think he's been one of the most interesting breakouts players in the city out this season. But he's 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 not the kind of guy. I'm, I, I want someone who breaks legs, and I don't think Hulman is that guy. Um, I think someone like Kessie. I see. I don't want someone who's going to break legs. I want someone who's going to be able to stay on the field. You know, I don't need a guy who's <laughs> no, going to get out there. And break if, if you're gonna have... We had we had that with our Arturito. No, oh my God, and how did that work out? You know, like you know, like I'm telling you, Kessie, you get him on loan. Okay, so he he has a let's say a decent. All right, he has a decent year on loan. Then what? Then you're still looking for your your leg breaker the next year. Well, that's fine. So it's like why? Because then maybe through the year you'll find someone else who will do that for you who's younger. Like. You know what I mean, or someone who's more experienced. I'd rather have Kessie on I loan. I, I, don't, I don't like Frank. I'd rather have Frank Kessie on loan than bringing Roberto Pereira from Argentina on a two-three year contract. Thank you very much. But that's yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't want that. <laughs> two different things. Like you, Pereira's not breaking legs. No, then that's a whole different physical, type of profile no, yeah, player. I know, but that's what the, they're, they're the going to bring. In physical. Yeah. yeah. I'm also looking at uh, a midfielder that um, can take his man on and you know actually beat somebody. Uh, with pace and with skill, um, and yeah, get that, into the box. Not, like I think we need more Kessier. skillful that's, players. That's not, that's not Frank. No, like, yeah, it's not Kessie at all. That's not Kessie. Like, that's it's not Enzo Lefe. Enzo Lefe is the guy. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, but like, what well, I'm saying I, I do is, like Enzo Lefe, Sen- but like, if the midfield is Mikitarian, Sensi, Barella, uh, Aslani, and uh, Chalanoglu, I am very happy with that central midfield. But so I need someone who can do the Gagliardini job. Be a water carrier, just one guy who's not going to whinge about being on the on the sidelines. And if he's on loan, you don't care if he whinges because you just send his ass back to Barcelona. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not a problem. 
I'll let, I'll let you I'll let you Huyan and Tony ride that train. You guys can ride. No, but in def- and also in defense, I'm thinking. You know, we need to. Le- I I'm looking at Pirola, and I I'm thinking, why not bring him back? Bastoni and him as left center back. Then I'm looking at the right. I'm saying, okay, someone like Danilo Doeji or or whatever, between him and some you know uh, Danilo D'Ambrosio. And then if you extend Stefan de Fry's contract with just a year or two, um, then Mary Demiral. Or, or do you know what oh, I mean? Like, if, for all, if you sell three players for 150 million euros, with Definitely. and if you're in the Champions League and with the Champions League revenue, you can actually do that and lower the the, the, the salary remark like severely by bringing it down to 100 million gross a year from the 137, 134 it is now, which it cannot be, and you you'll actually rejuvenate and have something sustainable. And you got Guglielmo Vicario in goal and Onana is somewhere else. <laughs> and, that, and I'm just I'm, saying that to piss you off now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm buying, I'm telling you, I'm buying. To this, you can't, you can't, can you hear how Johnny's getting annoyed the more I speak? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I'm so annoyed because I don't like any of these things. Like if we, instead of, I don't like Demiral. I, I think that he's like just a walking accident. And the way he got cooked by Joshua Xerxy of Bologna. Like I, if if you're letting that guy beat you, who shouldn't even really be in the Serie A, I don't want you anywhere near my club because you're gonna get cooked in in the Champions League. No, no, Demiral, give me a guy Demiral like an actual back three. I think is could, could no. Job. I'll take I'll take Doeki on the right, and then I'll take either Joseph Sutalo or Maxence Lacroix in the central. Like two fast physical center backs who are. I mean. I'm telling you, Suta lowers 37, I would love for him to come because then you could have another 37 at your club and this one might be even more loyal than the other one. I'm all about the Croats. Yes, you Give are. me all the Croatian swag. Croats. Give me o- all the Croatian Omar Solet even, is the guy, I'm telling you. You don't even like, you don't even care if the RB Croats Salzburg. Good, you just want Croats. <laughs> well, no, but Suta is good know, and he, he, he smacked Chelsea twice this, in the Champions League, so I'll take him. But him and Lacroix, I mean, I think Lacroix is the only realistic one, only because at Wolfsburg he's having a bad relationship with the manager. Um, but he's got power, he's got pace, he's he's what Demidal wants to okay. be, right. just that that fast and that physical guy, and he's he's, he's decent on the ball. I, I would love him, at, and in the center, especially like it's actually you could actually in my mind he could play what we were hoping Bremer would be able to bring to this club. So you could play a higher line with him, and then if you have Do- Doeki, who he, I mean, I'm, I've been looking up, you know, just clips of him from this game. He did look like he had pace on him too. He was able to run down a couple of guys. So you have some fast guys, and then Bastoni could be that other, you know, decently, you know, pacey center back. You know, and by decent, I just he's good enough. Uh, that could be a, a really interesting back line. And then if yeah, if if you want, you know, fine, I'll give you. You know what, Nima, I'll throw you the bone. We can get Vicario, and then. He's a good goalkeeper, but, honest to God. I think he's a good He goalkeeper. is. He is he is a good goalkeeper. I just love Onana so much. I like Onana. And as what well. I, I love the character. I love his winner mentality. I love I, that he does I love the mentality. He's vocal. Yes. 
his rebound control to me is massive. I think that's such a, an underrated thing. If you make a save, but it doesn't go directly to another player and you're able to catch it and, and, and hold it in or even just redirect it where, to a spot where you can secure it. And his technique with the ball, he's got... It's massive. It's, he, you can tell he was raised in Barcelona. Like, you know what I mean? Like this guy yeah. with the ball. Yeah, feet. yeah. He's his, he's, it's funny. He's probably a better outfield player from... Like, <laughs> well, I was going well, but I was gonna say like him. He was at the academy with Icardi yeah. at the same time, yeah. and he's a better at his feet no, with the ball at his feet than Icardi ever was. Oh, for, so it's without just, a doubt, like he, he's he's got it's just so funny to me. Like in terms of it is of, of, of the ball control, and, and it would be a shit. Like I feel like going from him to Vicario in that sense is a massive well, downgrade. Vicario, Vicario was a shot stopper, yeah, but he's good with his, with he's actually fantastic good with the ball at his feet. He's just not. He's okay. I mean, he's but like, I don't, because I'm I'm looking at the standard of Onana. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he's, he's not he's not, he's not bad at all. Feet, but he's actually pretty no, good. No one stats, is. But... We did we did this on the Italian football podcast. We looked at the stats in terms of passing and and how much and and, and he's actually one of the best in the league for that. Um, okay. So so he's actually not the kind of typical Italian shot stopper. He's actually pretty decent with his feet. Um, so. I think that's why Inter. Looks so you're saying he should start for Italy over Donnarumma? Okay, no. I agree with that. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, I, I do think, however, that Donnarumma stagnated though uh, severely, um, and I'm a yeah. little bit surprised. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming. That I did not see coming. Yeah, if we don't give Vicario, I'll take uh, I'll take Maximiano. The guy I cursed. <laughs> well, we owe he'll him. Be, he'll be he'll be my reclamation <laughs> project. We owe him after what you did to this guy. Ruin this con ruin his life. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know, Provedello uh, owes you. Yeah. That's who no, really well, owes you. No, but me but me and Nima went on a Lazio podcast. <laughs> with Sean. Um, with Sean McIntosh and Sean we were talking about breakout players or players who we thought could be breakout in the Serie A. I was a big fan of Luis Maximiano from his time in La Liga. And I thought that he was, I said, he, like Nemo was throwing out Cavada as going to be the breakout player. I said, it's going to be Luis Maximiano. He's going to show that he's the best keeper in the league. <laughs> Six minutes into his game, red card, never, never seen, seen or seen heard again. from again. And, and it's like, so, this comes on the back of you doing the biggest, like <laughs> the worst jinx in all the time of goalkeepers with Radu. So literally, Johnny and goalkeeper, there should be a, they should, agents should pay Hey, I'm one, I'm one for three. Onana's been a hit. name, like the client's <laughs> name out of your mouth. Like the way that you kill, like goalkeeper uh, careers. It's like, you yeah. <laughs> yes, Luis, I, Luis Maximiano, you, I will bring you to Inter and I will save we you owe him and show the world. Because of what you did, <laughs> we, them, we owe it them. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. man, I, I'm, I'll never forget watching that game. And no sooner does he get the red card, Max, uh, Sean, sorry, Sean sends me a text what the F? and he goes, thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot. So, uh, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. We'll see. All right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed your Empoli post game with an extended side of summer transfer plans because it's going to be a big part of the conversations that are going to unfold through the rest of the season for sure. Uh, Nima, thank you so much for jumping on. Always a pleasure. Um, everyone, check out the Doeki exclusive on sempreinter.com. Um, should be dropping concurrently uh, with this episode. Um, do you guys have any anything else before we head out? I mean, yeah, we're gonna retweet it, obviously from Thanks. from the interviews pod. Um, 
page. Yeah, we'll retweet it there and and obviously be sure to follow Nima and and everything Sempre Inter do if you are an Interista and if you somehow don't know them but you found us, that's crazy, but yeah, make sure you you're you're giving them a follow. Thank you. Um you could you could you can make fun of Thomas's uh, player ratings with me post match. Um, just Thomas, I love you. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great it's a great follow. Thank so you. go ahead and do that. And looking forward to uh, to seeing the the story. Thank you, thank you. No, absolutely, and and thank you for your support for Semprinta and also the time from podcast. You guys have been great supporters, and we really appreciate that. All right, guys, we will see you on Wednesday for the Coppa Italia semifinal second leg against Juventus at the San Siro. Please Lukaku win. Please from win the first that. minute. Who knows? Who knows? Lukaku goal in the 11th minute. Call it now. God, I hope he plays that game with Lautaro. Place your bets. Place your bets. He's, he, I think he's gonna come out like a bat I out of hell. That so I don't. Know, I just like. <laughs> I got a feeling that he, because they're not like their their fans are. Were, nothing was done or anything. Like I think he's gonna come out and. I think the Empoli game. This Empoli game was just a little taste of what he's bringing that that game. So oh, I think he's gonna be fired hopefully up I'm for right. that one without a doubt. I think he's, hopefully he's gonna be fired up for that one, and I think he's going to want to. You know, he's won the Super Cup now with Inter. He doesn't have the Coppa Italia, so he wants to do the domestic clean sweep. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that, that goes without saying. That's what they're going to do. All right. Yeah. We will see you in a few days, guys, uh, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini. Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi. <laughs>